or your cable provider. MATV welcomes your comments. Call us at 781-321-6400 or email us at access at matv.org. Hello and welcome to More Than 02148. I'm the guest host this evening, Ed Lucy, and I'm delighted to have as my guest, Donna Betancourt, who is the president. Denoncourt. I'm sorry. That's okay. Say that again. Denoncourt. Oh, we practiced that several times, so you can get I that know. Up to <laughs> I know. That's all right, Ed. You're allowed. <laughs> president of the Marlin Chamber of Commerce. Exactly. And among other things, yes. but you have a life more than that. Well, your, your, your professional <laughs> background is uh, currently is what financial advisor, which is. Oh, I'd like to give you a plug. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I um, I work with families and clients and individuals uh, thinking and talking about long term and short term investing and planning for their you know life and retirement and, and I do I do have a little niche. In uh, socially responsible investing, which I love to do. And uh, your office is where? <gasps> Woburn. Woburn. Yes. Cummings Park? No, off of Washington Street. Off of Washington yeah. Street. All right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so we've, already, we've used up that part of it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, I just found out, and it made some sense, that you've actually been the president of uh, the chamber longer than usual. Yes. And the reason for that is? You know, with COVID nineteen, it really took a toll on lots of businesses, as you, as everyone is well aware. And uh, the two presidents, so we have a president, two VPs, um, secretary or a clerk, you know, uh, a board attorney and a treasurer, and then a past president who all serve on the e board, and um, both vice presidents. Again, really, the pandemic really took a hard hit on folks couldn't take the presidency on um, for a variety of reasons, both professional and personal. So I said, okay, if eBoard wants to, you know, put forward a uh, a vote, I, I, I'll take it on for one more year. Um, and so they supported that and thought I did, a, I guess, a good enough job and said, we'll take you on one more year, Donna. So... My third and final year, we do have a, again, barring any unforeseen circumstances, we do have a president, a vice president who will be the succession plan for January of 2022. Well, well being there that long as the president, you've certainly seen what has happened yeah. uh, in, in the changes and the challenges that you've had, not only as a, in your personal business, but also in, your, Huge. in, in terms of trying to deal with the the membership uh, trying to deal with the, the changes that have been forced on them, and also in some instances, unfortunately, in some instances, it's it's um, 
a situation where some businesses have to either close down or, or maybe not reopen, and that's that, that's kind of a concern. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's so – I'm sorry. I'll put this a little closer. It's so interesting, though, Ed, because you're absolutely right. We've had, again, part of the reason why the vice president couldn't be president was because of that exact, you know, reason, a dramatic impact on their businesses. Um, and we've seen that. And we, as a chamber, even morphed how we did our business in order to be able to support, advocate, inform our members. And so a couple of things I want to talk about with that is, like, we end up becoming like a clearinghouse for COVID-19 resources and education. Even now, we still have it up on our website. It's kind of a one-stop shop and would link to other resources, both state, federal, municipality, um, including grants and loans that were available, you know, the PPP or some great, wonderful grants that were offered even from the city of Malden. So we became a clearinghouse. We also did weekly, weekly during COVID updates because things were changing, as you know, constantly. So we would do weekly updates to our membership. Um, we broadened our how we did networking. And so uh, we actually networked, I would say, almost every month, but it was with other chambers. So it was a way to really s broaden not just locally, you know, with only our chamber members, we did it with three, four, sometimes up to eight other chambers. So we would have sometimes 70 people on a, on a Zoom doing networking. So it was just some really unique opportunities for us. But I will add, which was, you know, again, never know, we grew by 33 members last year. 33 members joined the chamber last year. It was, in light of what was going on, we didn't know how that was going to play out. And we had so many members, or I should say new members, who came and joined. We were just obviously ecstatic and excited to have that many people and just really engaging with them. That's interesting because my next question was it was going to be one which I assume the answer ahead of time, which, I, again, I don't think I was right, obviously, in that it would be in, in terms of what's happened in the past year, have you, have you uh, lost members? And it turns out, I, I assume... You may have lost some yeah. current members, yeah. and then you picked up the net changes, 33-plus, even after losing the ones that you did lose. Well, it's interesting. What we decided to, to do was just also be flexible with our members. You know, as long as they communicate with us, if they couldn't at that point renew their membership dues, we worked with them, you know, whether it be, you know, pay over a certain period of time and then installments, or, you know, can we pay you in six months? So we were you know, very open and working with our members. So it's hard to say, because we're even still doing that to today, you know, is really trying to work with folks on retaining members. We hate to lose members because, you know. It's hard to get them back. Yeah, it's hard to get them back. We want to be sensitive to what they're going through. Yeah. I mean, it's just, for some, it's just such a dramatic hit, especially, as you know, the restaurants and retail and, you know, some of the, you know, the nail salons, the hairdressers, you know, they just got such a hit for such a long period of time that we're trying to work with them as well. Did you have some of the members when they were trying to, as they did with the people in private housing, you know, to defer uh, rents and eviction delays, that sort of thing, did you have members contact you about how maybe you could help them with their situation with the landlords? Yeah, and w when and if we got some of those contacts, that's where we saw ourselves as advocates or even connectors with the city. You know, we have such a great relationship with 
Malden City Hall in the sense of how we can partner together, whether it be exactly how do we connect them with their landlord, how do we, are there some tools out there, is there some money available? And so we were tried to be more of a connector than necessarily an advocate on behalf of the business, but more of a connector <laughs> with other avenues. Right. Um, yeah, because... Yeah, for a variety of reasons. Yeah, so because actually, uh, uh, commercial uh, uh, tenants weren't in the same situation as as residential uh, pro uh, renters. They they, uh, in theory, uh, in practice, if the if they didn't pay the rent, if unless the landlord was a reasonable or yeah. flexible, they they could be forced to close or, for, or, or evicted. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but, but there was some monies available. There locally. was. Yeah, there was. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And some. You know, we even tried to let folks know that that was available yeah. to them because, you know, again, with everything that was going on, I think some things do get missed, right. you know. Yeah. So we played that role. Yeah. For, for the, fa the actual fact that you increased membership, what do you attribute that to? That's a great question because it was a shock to us, too. I mean, we were always trying to still get out there. I th a couple of things, and these aren't really tested, but more of just what we've seen is Malden is growing. Right, so we, a few of those members are developers who are. Uh, I don't know if you've seen yet the 110 Grill sign is up on the corner, uh, the new bakery that's going on in the corner of Pleasant and, and Commercial. So some of them was were developers who are coming in and wanted to be members and wanted to start connecting with other businesses. Obviously, that kind of thing. So that's some of our membership. Some of them were just really small at home folks that were just trying to you know, connect with other people because when you're at home, all you have is internet. It's hard to even connect with folks right from the get-go. So we were a launching pad, I think, for some people to say, oh, immediately I can connect with potentially 300 other members through the newsletter, through going to networking events or whatever. So some of those were just like the one-off at-home workers. Um, and then some were referrals, you know, from current members to new members, bringing them on to say, this has helped me grow my business or get me, you know, my name out there. So maybe we can do the same for you. And, and uh, even in terms of interacting with your current membership, um, it's more of a, uh, uh, an, an abstract kind, of, not face-to-face -face right. kind of thing. And that's a big change, too, because you, you used to have receptions and different types of um, meetings uh, to have people network, as it were. Yeah. yeah. Did you get to uh, to the... Mayor's State of the City this year? No, I missed it. Oh, I have to say. I'm sorry. I, I just thought it was phenomenal what we did, too. As you know, that is that is our sellout every year. It is it, uh, standing room only, right, event. And that was our last event in February of 2020 before everything just stopped. So when we were thinking of, I'm sorry, February 2019. So when we were thinking about uh, February Oh, no, here I am. February 20. Yeah. So this past year, February 2021, we knew we wanted to continue with the state of the city. It was even more important for the mayor to get in front of people, talk about what the city was doing, how we were moving and moving forward and getting through COVID, and as well as all the other issues that were going on uh, around social justice issues. So we went all online, uh, complete Zoom breakfast event. I have to say, great great event if you get it's still being filmed you can probably catch it on uma and we did stuff like we made cutouts of all our diamond sponsors and we filmed them at anthony's so 
Mr. Spadafore let us in. Obviously, nobody was there. And we filmed, and we had cutouts of all the diamond sponsors that we filmed right at the get-go. Uma did a great job, as always. And then um, the mayor and his staff did an amazing job showing, again, what the city's doing and what they have done. It was great. And we had, oh, can I remember how many people? I want to say 140, 150 people on that Zoom watching that event, all virtual. We charged a ticket price still, not the same because they didn't get breakfast. Although what we did do is for all those members, uh, I'm sorry, all those folks who signed up and paid, we promoted all the local businesses who are chamber members for breakfast. And we said, stop by, grab a breakfast or have it delivered through you know, a delivery service. Yeah, <laughs> DoorDash or Uber or whatever. Or their own, you know... Delivery service and enjoy breakfast while you're watching the Zoom. So it was just it was. I thought it would just did a great. I maybe I'm biased, but I thought it was a great job. Um, and then this year we also launched because Malden Chamber of Commerce is 130 years old this year, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Former Mayor, and we are celebrating all year long. And so what we did at that state of the city is I worked with. Well, I shouldn't say I. We worked with Donut Villa, who uh, you and I have eaten breakfast at before, and we did a Malden Donut this year. So you can go to Donut Villa and order a Malden Donut. There's a commercial, again, Uma has it, that we promote the Malden Donut that we launched this year that people can order. It's beautiful. And we made a Malden Chamber of Commerce donut as a version of that Malden Donut to celebrate its 130th year. Get the original members? Um, although it's funny you say that. We are recognizing who are some of our oldest members are. Uh, and matter of fact, I'm working with Doris St. Martin from the library, who you know, yes. fabulous woman. Yes. Wonderful, well, well-versed on the history of Malden. Uh, we're looking at some of our older members. So I think some of our over 100 years we've looked at, I might be misspeaking a little bit. So older members, uh, the Y. Uh, Malden Public Library, uh, and then some of our older members as well, Panadosi, um, New England Coffee. I, I, I want to see this. Oh, um, there's a fifth one. I'm sorry, I don't remember it. Ed Lucy and Jones. Uh, no, <laughs> that is not the one. <laughs> nice, nice <laughs> promo, though. <laughs> So we're just doing these really, like, uh, the the March chamber, we do a monthly chamber newsletter, e-newsletter, and we honored Florence Burns, who, Burns Funeral Home is still a member of the chamber, son of Florence Burns. Florence Burns was the first woman chamber president. So we did a little article about her, we interviewed Rick, um, obviously a long time. It was just really these kind of nice ways to commemorate and then this summer, and we can talk about this is a whole nother program we're doing with the city of Malden, is we're doing a summer, I don't know if you've heard about this, we're just still launching it, a Malden summer series. And for six Saturdays, downtown Malden is going to host all different activities. And one of those activities we're doing is we're doing an 1891 night. That's when the year the chamber was founded. It was actually the Board of Trade then in 1891 before it became, they renamed it to the chamber. Same philosophy. And um, we're going to ask, we're working with people to dress in costume, 1891. 
We're asking the mayor to dress as, as the former mayor, Joseph Wiggins, 1891. We're working with the library. We're going to do a little croquet. We're going to have a tent. We're just we're going to have a... We're working with the restaurants and doing a price fix. Are they going to do the 1891 prices? Yes. 1891? No, we're going to do a price fix of 1891. (laughs) Uh, So we're just a way to, really great way to, again, be part of the Malden Summer Series, kick off downtown Malden, reinvigorate that center, and then we're doing one of those nights and doing an 1891 night to commemorate the 130th year of the Malden Chamber of Commerce. Now, are they going to have, like, outside vendors uh, on this? Or they could could do that, too. Yep, yep. So we'll do... Big emphasis on gaming, yeah. uh, which is really what Malden's getting to be known for. And just some incredible gamers out there. I, I feel like I've learned a whole new language with gaming. Uh, I'm still in my infancy of learning about gaming. When you say gaming, you talk about gambling? No, like video games, uh, oh, okay. online, um, uh, play acting, um, Working with ComCom, the comic book. It's just, Ed, it's a whole new world out Mm. there with gaming. So we got some really cool stuff happening there. We're working at hopefully a car show for one of those two Saturdays, one or two Saturdays of a car show. Um, We're going to do some, uh, obviously, performing arts, music, artistry, dance. Yeah, hopefully everything outside. And as you know, the former courthouse is going to be now the new Malden Art and Cultural Center, so we're going to do some stuff over there, which is kind of an extension of the center, but very close, right, to kind of pull all that in, and um, and obviously to the library. So it's kind of that loop from the courthouse or the former courthouse to the Malden Public Library, so kind of that whole stretch, and then obviously all of Pleasant Street, now, and uh, exchange. And exchange. Now, um, the social distancing, is that going to be, you know, that still could be a bit of a problem for you. Right, right. So we're going to obviously work with, you know, I mean, right now, we don't have to wear masks outside. Um, obviously, unless I wore my mask on the way here. But, you know, people can use that comfort level. We're going to obviously watch what the state regulations are going to be and honor those and work with those as much as we can. Um, but being outside, hopefully, the whole time will allow us a lot more flexibility. True. And, you know. So it's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're yeah. excited. Yeah. Now, now, one of the things about the chamber, you said you've gained members. Approximately how, how many members do you have? We always say 300. Um, you know, it might be a, after the 33, and then we're not, you know, like I said, we're working with all the businesses who have communicated with us. I'd probably still keep it around that 300 might be a little bit higher than that, or just around 300. Yeah, yeah. But for a lot of different reasons, uh, among the 300 members that you do have, some of those businesses aren't, aren't even based in Malden, but they oh, have a Malden yeah. connection. Exactly. We have a lot like that. I just talked to, um, actually, a new bank this morning who was looking to join, and they're based out of Burlington. And what's the name of the bank? Uh, hold on. Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. And um, and really the connection was is because one of their loan officers lives in Malden, uh, actually born and raised in Malden. I just met him today. And um, he wants to kind of can make that connection, right? He yeah, still lives yeah. here, he's from here, works up there. It's like, of course, we'd, you know, we'd love to have you be a connection. Yeah. And we have a lot of that. Saugus, Medford, uh, we have actually another bank up in Linfield, the PNC, uh, 
terrible. I can't remember the acronym, but PNC Bank up in Linfield joined probably early January. Mm -hmm. So actually, or maybe it was late last year. Maybe they were one of my 33. But um, more, yeah, for exactly right, Ed. You know, there's filling that connection here, even though they're not lo they're not based here. They have customers here. They work, do a lot of business here, et cetera. Yeah. What kind of benefits do people get who have businesses, whether they're in based in Malden or the or the or in Malden, but they're members of the chambers? How do they benefit as a business? I mean, we always say to them a couple of things. One is obviously the continued advocacy we can provide for them, making connections. We have, we get a lot of queries of. You know, do you know so-and-so or do you have a recommendation? You know, we don't necessarily recommend, but we say, here are our membership. And I know that Like a referral? Yes, a little bit of that, exactly. And, you know, people are really, there's that kind of that shop locally uh, feeling, right? You want to support the local business, especially, I think, after COVID-19, um, of just kind of getting back to that. Who are our local companies? Who are our local businesses that we can? And local doesn't necessarily always mean Malden. You know, if we can't provide it in Malden, but we have a business right over, you know, in Saugus who can offer that same competitive rate or same competitive business, we're going to support them as well. Um, obviously, we tell them that, you know, the newsletter is a way to connect. You can advertise through the newsletter. And right there, we probably the newsletter probably goes out to almost 1,000 people. Oh. Um, and that's an e-newsletter. So that's a, another great way to even get a little bit of exposure for, you know, not much, not much um, buy-in, you know. Obviously, then there's bigger sponsorships. Attending events, we just had a, uh, last month, we, we're doing a quarterly roundtable for our diamond sponsors, and we had Mike Keneally from the um, Economic Development Office. Who's that? Mike Keneally, who's okay. the Secretary for the Economic Development. Oh, it's a state level. Yes, exactly. He did a roundtable for... Our diamond sponsors. That was, Zoom. Yep. Another Zoom. That's the way of the world right now. And got some really great feedback on that. So that's another way we try to, you know, connect people to also state and local officials and try to be that advocate. Are there other ways uh, the, the the public might contact the chamber um, uh, separate from looking for referrals? Uh, do you have other reasons why the people who are not members but who live in Malden or maybe have an interest in something doing with Malden would contact the chamber? It's interesting who calls the chamber. You know, sometimes they call because there's a concern about a business, you know, and like, uh, what do we know about that business? And oftentimes our role really is to listen and then kind of take notes. Sometimes we'll reach out to that business and say, FYI. Yeah. Because um, we want them to know that we got a call. You know, we don't, we're not a, uh, you know, kind of a middle person on that. But we want to make them aware of sometimes an issue that comes to our attention. We think it's important for them to know. So that's sometimes the not so positive, um, but important. I think the other thing, too, is, a lot of times, how do businesses who want to kind of, in some ways, break into Malden, right? Because we are a city of 60,000 people. How do they get some exposure? Who are the movers and shakers in town? Who are the, how do they get connected? And we can try to build that bridge a little bit for mm -hmm. them as well, especially if, they don't, if they're new to Malden. Like the developers, a lot of those developers are brand new to the Malden. They have a sense of, you know, they've met Kevin Duffy. They may have met the mayor, you know. Now they're learning their way through. 
we can really be a good connection with for them for other businesses, you know, kind of providing a little bit of advocacy for them, that kind of thing. Uh, Marlin, uh, um, not the only community, but they certainly have a prol- proliferation of ethnic kind of restaurants. Yeah, oh, yes. And uh, in some instances, because <coughs> that's kind of a, a, a different model than the, in the past in terms of restaurants. Do you have much uh, success involving the restaurant owners so, or in that group as to get involved with the chamber as members? Yeah, that's more of a struggle for us. You know, we have a couple who are, and we try to use them as to say, how can we connect with some others? Because it's sometimes a barrier. And, you know, trying to say how we can advocate and be of support for them. Because we have a lot of restaurant members, but they're they're not usually the ones that have that ethnic food that you were mentioning, you know, and try to uh, connect with them a little bit more. So that yeah. is a sp- struggle yeah. for us. But, but we also... There's other kinds of businesses involved now that not, weren't here years ago, and the ones who were here years ago for a lot of different reasons, the time has passed them by, or, or uh, they've lost out to the Amazons or to oh, the, right. uh, that type of <coughs> competition. Is right. A, you know, the the friendly down down the street kind of bit, like a, it, it was common years ago, almost every area in the city would have a little variety store, maybe more than one mm. competing, but there would be the... The stores that dealt with uh, the neighborhood people that needed all of a sudden they were at a dinner or supper when they were when they forgot the milk or the bread yeah. or whatever, but that kind of a pe- and people uh, in those days uh, the women were home they weren't working in the is outside in careers of their own yeah. so you know they, they 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 would be the ones that did the meals not the DoorDash or the <laughs> yeah. Domino Pizza so you don't have them anymore and no. that used to be a a lot of little businesses, those neighborhood variety stores, and uh, yeah. even um, looking back in Maplewood Square, that was a thriving little center of its own. You know? I know and it's a great square that Maplewood yeah, Square. Yeah, it's just so cute. It's just got some so much potential over yeah, there. Yeah, and obviously, <coughs> obviously yeah. The, you have to change. With, the chamber has had to change as well as the people that uh, were in business. That's an excellent point. And then we talk we. It's funny because we started talking about that pre-COVID. Like, how are we meeting the needs in this new economy, right, with this, exactly, Internet work, so many people working from home, even before COVID. You know, they were just – or just having a one-person office. Um, We started that conversation then. That conversation ended in light of COVID. But we've started revisiting that conversation again. Matter of fact, a couple of things we're going to be doing the next month or so is a survey of our membership and how are we meeting the needs and where do we need to go in order to meet the future needs of of businesses. Um, So that's one of the things we are revisiting that conversation. It's funny you mentioned that uh, in the April newsletter that we just sent out. Which uh, is by... Email, right? Not, yeah. 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 Uh, I interviewed um, um, Arthur and Barbara Kahn, who are long time as kind of back to what you were speaking about, those, you know, long ago, you know, mom and pop stores. That was a store, his, store. his dad owned and then he took over. They wrote a great article about life in the 70s as a business owner. And then we, we put that in the as part of the 130th, just recognizing and commemorating some of those old stores. And Arthur and Barbara Kahn, as you know, are still big Malden folks. Uh, but just a really nice story about what it was like and what kind of businesses were there and 
every single one they listed is no longer here anymore, you know? Um, and just, you know, talking about what's changed. And, you know, one of the things that he actually, you know, Arthur mentioned specifically, <clears throat> excuse me, is when that city hall was built and really closed off Pleasant Street. And he really feels that was one of the major changes obviously you know going to malls was another big one he actually talks about that but he feels that that was one of the major things specifically to malden that hurt downtown businesses so that was a it was a nice article that's an interesting comment because um uh, i know uh, peter levine does a column in the in the, yep. in the local weekly newspaper yep. and uh, in fact he does a column i think in both newspapers yeah and uh he refers to the uh, city hall as the beast that that uh, <laughs> that ate yeah that ate Pleasant Street yeah <laughs> Peter we we li we read your paper we know we read your article yes. yeah um, <clears throat> but I have some thoughts on that I, I'm not quite sure that's the reason why Marlin Square went down the hill if it if you want to say it did that years ago when they built built city city hall was because uh, they had I think and maybe I'm mistaken but I believe I'm correct. When they had George Marsh here, yeah, he, that's what Arthur said. Uh, I think the store was profitable, and they did, they were doing well for, uh, and it was an ideal thing for a lot of people to be able to go to a local site instead of going to Boston or, yeah. of course, now it's it's malls. But when Jordan left and, and uh, they went to the mall in Somerville, yeah, it, it really wasn't because <coughs> they weren't doing well, but they got such a good deal. To be an anchor store over there, to, in terms of the uh, their economics, that made it it was to their advantage to make the move. And maybe they also maybe thought about down the road things are going to change yeah, anyway. Yeah. So we'll we'll get a jump start on uh, our competition. But uh, I think there's other reasons why um, Marlin ended up as as not only the uh, downtown mall but other communities as well where the competition and the change the way people did business. Mm. But I think what might be kind of interesting is to see how well some of these stores, as you also mentioned, and I certainly wish them the best, whether they're a bakery or, or a restaurant. There's a wine yep. wine open up here on yep. the right, Malden, right, Malden right, Center Fine Wines. Right, and there's others as well. The Soul City Yoga. Yeah, yep. and uh, the um, the one that's down here the, 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 where the kids used to go in for entertainment, it was the... Uh, um, on the on the left hand side, coming up Pleasant Street. The one you? No, you're climbing oh. up the walls and things. Oh, Boda Board. Yeah, that's that's <coughs> open, right? It is. It's back open. Yeah, yeah. Um, but which uh, is a great draw to Malden. Yes, amazing draw. Well, a lot of people from you know, which help other businesses. Have you had him on your show yet? No. You should. Yeah. He's yeah. got some just really great stories. He's got some great numbers about the number of people that have that are drawn to Malden. Every a lot of times on the weekends, but even during the week, with you know, just and 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 that infiltrating out to the restaurants, he's really yeah great. But the, the, I'm glad to hear that, and I'll put that down yeah. in my mental notes. But yeah. the, but past that, um, one of the complaints with the with the city hall was parking, and I don't know how much that's really improved, even opening mm. up the downtown, uh, because. Uh, I know when they uh, made changes with the meter system prior to the city hall being uh, changed over, that I noticed that um, once the meters were in and, and, and aggressively being enforced, it really helped the 
the movement of cars. Mm. Where before, uh, same seems to me, you drive down Pleasant Street. I used to go to CVS in those days. Yeah. Just as a quick story, and a lot of times be no parking, so you'd you'd, you'd park in Dartmouth Street, run across the street, hoping yeah. you get or your double prescription. Park. Well, I didn't do that <laughs> okay. too much, but uh, um, I just took advantage of the Dartmouth Street. But um, even now. Um, now, now the system's changed over. City Hall's gone. Street's been open, and I think, um, is, in my view, being here, this is with the virus. We there's sometimes there's less traffic we're going to get in the future. Mm. It's parking locations is still a problem, and, and uh, that's going to have an impact. I think. Did you see? Did you see the announcement that they're uh, they're giving four hours of free parking as long as you? Um, I think it's a starting right now. If uh, if you shop local. You know, yeah. shop downtown. I know, I'm pretty sure Uma's participating. They'll give you a voucher for four hours of free parking. We just got acknowledgement from our camera people. The answer is yes. Yes, okay. And so yeah. I think that's a great way to, again, entice people to come downtown. So that, And I know that's not going to be forever, but I think it's a great uh, marketing uh, approach to do that. The second is, I wonder sometimes, like, we have two, actually two or three big garages. Oftentimes, you can find a lot of spots in there. And it's free on the weekends. You know, the lots are free on the weekends. I just wonder if people don't know they're there because they're all walking distance. I mean, obviously, unless you have some kind of physical disability, you know, that's a different issue. But they're all very reasonably walkable from anything downtown. Uh, Exchange Street even easier, but Pleasant Street too. I'm just wondering if those who don't know Malden aren't aware of those. They're just, you know, they're Googling all seasons and then not really Googling where to park. You know, so, all right, we get to all seasons and now they kind of, because I feel like the garages aren't really fully utilized to that effect in I mean that again. I that's just been my some of my experiences. I drove here today because of the rain, but um, you know, would you park? Oh, I parked in the parking lot next to the D um, education building. Oh, it's you did wide open. You know, again because they're yeah, not. They're those still, are meters, though, right? They are meters. Yeah, they are meters, and I fed my quarters. Yeah. I <laughs> in fact, I uh, I saw the the the, uh, uh, the meter car on uh, f- as I came down Pleasant Street. Oh, and uh, I don't know his I don't know his schedule, but I I did find the meter in, near the uh, MATV or UMA, and uh, I did put quarters in the meter, and I figured I got enough to to carry you over. <laughs> well, they give you fifteen minutes, which I think is a great idea because that gets back to. the the short-term people that have errands to do downtown. Right, quick, quick. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a very fair. And I think the city was very foresighted in going with that approach. And uh, having sometimes gone to other communities, the, the, I haven't seen another one that I can recall where they give you a, a amnesty for 15 minutes. Yeah. Usually you have to pay the first minute. But, yeah. Um, past any of that, that um, um, the garages, I think um, – Maybe it maybe a plus in some ways, but uh, I do also think that sometimes middle-aged people, particularly women, they, uh, they might not be a deterrent. Uh, as a, uh, that might be a deterrent for the parking garage. Yeah, because yeah. they they want to be first of all close to where they're going, and secondly, they don't want to be going into uh, 
uh, high-rise garages. So feeling unsafe. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think that's that's, uh, that's and I th- yeah, and I th- I, human yeah. nature. Yeah. I, I think there might be that person, even though I, I don't think statistically it's there, but I think that perception is yeah, there a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So we probably could do. Um, it's interesting, too, Ed, you mentioned that because one of the things that we're working on, um, the city of Malden uh, received a rapid recovery grant from the state. And again, <clears throat> the chamber's working with the city on doing some data collection with businesses downtown. Again, Pleasant Street, a little bit of Maine, you know, kind of that same circle that we are talking about earlier, to really assess how their business has been impacted and what are they, you know, how they see the future of their business going and what's the current conditions and what do you see the impediments, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the impediments to um, coming back, you know. We're going to be doing a... Um, so we've, we've assessed the lighting, looking at sidewalks, did actual survey data collection. We got some great feedback actually from businesses, and we'll be doing a um, a public webinar the end of May. I think it's May twenty fourth, but don't quote me on that. Where we're going to provide an open forum so people can hear the data we've collected and then gather some feedback from anybody who wants to participate on, you know, how can we help them? Talk about some of the data we've collected, what do we see as some of the objectives from that data, some of the feedback they can give us. And then obviously, too, talk about the summer series as a way to launch bringing folks into Malden Center, even outside of Malden. We're doing some marketing. We've got a, a marketing grant from the Gaming Commission, and again, tying into Malden as a gaming district, so we can do some good marketing on the T, uh, uh, obviously through social media, Obviously, through local papers, the Globe, Boston Globe, et cetera. Just for uh, for the clarification, you mentioned that four-hour parking for local uh, people actively buying or de- doing yeah. business and all. Yeah. How would they differentiate between the person that's hogging the meter for the day because they work downtown? Yeah, I don't know. Or, or uh, how and the ones that are there that they have a four-hour time span. I don't know the okay. details, Ed. I'm sorry. I, yeah, right. yeah. But I do know there's a sticker that a lot of the businesses are putting on their door, or as a way to recognize that where they are participating in that free four hour. So I'm assuming that, you know, like you were saying, some of the businesses that are just doing development, like on Exchange Street, some of that work they're doing, they wouldn't be be getting the stickers. But I like I saw it on Uma. I saw it at the, the sticker on the gallery at fifty seven. I saw it there when I was coming up from um when I when I pulled in today. So now those stickers, would those uh businesses pay a fee to the city for to have the people use those stickers? Or, or, I don't think so. That, you know okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, okay. But yeah. maybe ask the uh who's that parking Ron Cochran? Who's he, our Who's he, our parking he person? He wears a lot of hats. He does wear a lot of hats. <laughs> is, is parking one of the hats he wears? Among others, yes, sir. So <laughs> maybe he's our resource. Maybe can we call Ron? Can we dial a friend? Ron, can you give us the information? Do you have an email? Or you can text him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know exactly. But I think it's a, another great way to support yeah, the businesses yeah. in downtown Malden. Um, just for my <clears> own edification, <throat> I'm going to uh, contact Ron and then yeah. I'll I'll furnish that information at my on my next show. Yep, yep. So uh, sometimes that's a good way to remind myself that sometimes there's gaps in our uh, in our show. By the way, speaking of that, 
a show I did recently, and um, it was interesting. It showed in, um, and this is certainly a digression from what we're talking about here, it shows a man beating up an elderly woman. As it turns out, she was an Asian woman. This oh, was on live this is in New, York City, in New York City or something? Yes. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. And the uh, and it, it's <clears> part of that, it showed someone who turns out was, uh, it looked like a, 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 a bystander in the in the lobby of a building right diagonally across from where this incident occurred. Uh-huh. And I couldn't fathom how some man could stand there yeah. and see somebody being beaten up as badly as she was. And not intervene. And um, as it turned out, Two things happen. One is it, uh, they've caught the person, which is a big plus. The person that beat was uh, b- 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 brutally beating up the woman. They they've arrested him. But the other thing that was interesting, the person that was a spectator in the lobby was in security, and he worked for a company that was responsible for security in that building. Um, I, I think I saw a follow-up mm. after that. They, 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 they said he was suspended. I don't know whether they eventually re- reinstated him, but even though, in theory, maybe he's instructed not to leave the premises. <laughs> uh, As I say, what reminded you of that story just now? Would, uh, following up about the four-hour meeting, meters, you know, it's something that I had discussed. Couldn't understand why that person oh, wouldn't uh, have intervened. Would, yeah, watch someone on a sidewalk outside of the lobby yeah. area being hammered yeah. and not going out to help him. Yeah, but uh, even if he was restricted, like your point of he can't leave the hotel, I'm sure that he, if he went out, the, the hotel would have, you know, only thought that that was a good thing to do because it's still just it's human nature you know you intervene and you help people well it, it's true except you know if you if you were looking at it from another perspective it's a, what if the person was beaten up as well as the woman by the person that was doing or it or call 911 well now if he's laying on the ground he might be a workers comp claim or see, so, oh gosh yeah. but anyway that, that, that's uh, a sideline <laughs> yeah, yeah a sideline Ed. <laughs> that's really that's really making a twilight zone out of nothing <laughs> I was like, uh, where did that come from? Then I was like, oh, maybe the parking garages, safety in the parking garages. Well, um, that that story uh, when it was first on yeah. TV, I'm sure it got a lot of a reaction from people. Say, how could someone stand there? Yeah, and, and never mind that it was an older woman. It was anybody being yeah. plummeted by someone with a fist, and, and uh, there maybe may have been racial racial um, comments being made, which would be vocal, and you'd be hearing them. And so, mm. what, how could you just stand there and? Uh, not ha- at least intervene in the sentence in some fashion. So anyway, I know that doesn't. That's not part of your job description. No, thankfully, no, 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 no. no. You know, but I think as a human being, it's just important to you know aware of our social justice yeah. issues. You yeah. know, and what's going on right now, currently in in our society, and yeah. what role do we play, and what role do we, how do we support and advocate? Yeah. Well, I, well, I, I did hear today that there. Uh, uh, on the, uh, we're getting away from the chamber, but that's one other thing. It'll save me from repeating it. My next show, where it's fresh in my mind, is that the um, uh, the, the policeman who was uh, convicted in, in the in the Floyd oh, yeah. case has, has, has appealed. I I mentioned uh, two or three months. But this was before the trial about my my perspective of what what was going to happen at trial. I th- I thought the case was going to be much more difficult to get a uh, the conviction level that he did get. 
Mm. Uh, and part of the reason I thought that was because uh, sometimes policemen, they have difficult jobs, and sometimes people feel that, gee, if you, mm. if you don't back them, then what happens when you're really in need of some something going on in your life? The other thing I thought might be a factor is I think uh, prior to the actual trial, the, uh, the state, I believe it would be the state. They ended up, uh, or the community, they ended up settling sixteen million dollars on on the Floyd family. Mm. And I thought that in the minds of some of those people in the jury, they might say, you know, speaking about all that money and whatever. So I thought there would be some of those kind of elements that are outside the the law and, and mm. the testimony. But the case, the state has such a strong, strong case, mm-hmm. and they had. And that, that's a big difference. That's that's more in more recent years. Whether it's people with the cameras that they carry, yeah, or the or the or the body cameras that the police have, yeah. There's any number of instances. I think that the cases have gone to trial or gone into disciplinary process that uh, never have gone that far in years gone by because mm. it was a his word against the word of a policeman, and then sometimes that's hard to right. uh, justify in your mind that you want to allow people to have this accusation when maybe the policeman was doing what he was thought he was supposed to do or not he was but anyway yeah. the cameras have made a difference oh yeah and uh, but one thing i think is going to end up with the george floyd case is that already they've filed an appeal and the basis apparently has to do with uh, one of the jurors has that mbl you know uh oh, be, uh, black lives matter yeah, yeah sweatshirt on and and I'm, I'm uh, as good as the uh, case was in terms of the prosecution. There's always elements within a, a court case that makes it uh, grounds t- whether they're really good or not, a flawed grounds. There are situations where cases drag out a long time in the court system, mm. and uh, the result is I think this is going to be one of them. So I was wrong in terms of the penalty, but in my giving you that I'm not always right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of knew that already. Yet. Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I, I, yeah. again, I didn't, uh, I, I just thought that, you know, human nature being what it is, if you, you're you only looking for one person to disagree with the, the other 11, and then sometimes that makes a difference yeah. in what happens in a case. But uh, Yeah. But we're away from the chamber, and I do want to say that um, the chamber has had a presence in more than a lo- other ways as well, because you've been involved in, kind of activities that are separate from your own promotion, but rather supporting the uh, uh, community, whether it's at the school level and with, with programs for kids and that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 We, every year we've done the uh, Haunted Halloween. Uh, I don't know if, if you remember, but uh, again, not this past year, but uh, gosh, again, 20 isn't this terrible? 2019 was our last time, October of 2019. We had 500 kids go through Pleasant Street. All those businesses participated. Well, they were in the, the senior the, center. Uma participated, yeah. right? In fact, that Uma, you would have them on the, would do a live show, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. it was just all these really unique elements. Um, it was just a great way to connect businesses with the kids. And yeah. It was incredible. Five hundred, and you know, and again, the same thing. Parents were with them. You, the streets were crowded. So those are the kind of fun yeah. things we do a scholarship every year for um, the three school districts: uh, Malden High, Char- Malden Catholic, and the Charter School right. uh, from the Chamber of Commerce. So yeah, we try to do other ways. And again, what we've done in the past is partnered with nonprofits in. Um, 
in fundraising. You know, if we're having an event, we used to do the comedy show. Our goal is to do the comedy show this year. We, again, didn't do it last year. Um, but we always partnered with a nonprofit, so we'd have a, a shared um, support system. The past couple of years for the comedy show, we've done the um, Breast Cancer Center out in Stoneham. Uh, because Melrose Wakefield has been a longtime member of the chamber, so we've done uh, the Breast Care Center. We've done um, Triangle a couple of times with the we did um, the bowling. The soup we used to call it the Super Bowl, and um, that was really actually quite fun. We'd take over the bowling alley um, on uh, Route 60. I'm having a mind block of the name of the. You know who I'm talking about. Yes, I do. <laughs> We're both like, what is that? Um, and um, we triangle. I was, I was just going to say, if it's at the Child Street, you will have to find no. a new site next <laughs> year. <laughs> no, long gone. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and we do the triangle of the past couple of years with that. So it's like just some nice, fun activities that we've done as well. Among your members that are in nonprofit status, have you find that they've they've struggled maybe even in some de- in some ways more than other? Mm. Businesses because of their lack of opportunity to their demand has increased really yeah. more yes, than anything. Course, you yeah. know, yeah. bread of life and housing families and just especially those organizations and um, you've probably heard of Malden Neighbors helping neighbors. You know that came from what's been happening with COVID nineteen is just getting out and helping people that are struggling more than ever. I mean, we've always had obviously people who struggle, but that just hit people in a whole new way. In fact, you mentioned the homeless. Um, They have taken over, I believe, I've heard recently, the motel on Broadway. Yeah. 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 Because the warming center obviously existed the past couple of years at uh, Eastern Nazarene Church. And then from that kind of collaboration, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll have no trouble filling the place. uh, uh, Sad to say. because that's a big issue. Of course, the people are, and more. That's one of the one of those things that have been pushed back because people have been paying rents. Is there's, there's a day of reckoning coming eventually, with property owners who will then have some flexibility as far as allowing people to stay who aren't able to pay rents, and the, the landlord still has to pay the mortgage and has to maintain the property. I so. know it's so difficult. Yeah. So, so so there's there's no winning. Yeah. Yeah. I had. Um, um, an idea that I had, um, I'm, I'm going to throw out as a suggestion. You mentioned about some of those groups that locally, whether it's the YMCA, uh, the Bread of Life, yep. and some of these other the groups non-profits. that uh, uh, have, have more going on now than they even had before. There are people who, uh, and even um, in my own ex- exposure experience, who have received a stimulus check. Yep. Sometimes they haven't got the full amount, but they've got a at least some sort of a check, and yet they're not really impacted by the economy. They've, yeah. they've either got jobs that have maintained employment, whether it's you mm-hmm. know uh, remote or otherwise, and uh, so for all practical purposes, they are, there is a group of people that as much as uh, the world has changed in the last year or so, that these people still are in a situation where yeah. th- there's a check on Friday, the bills are being paid, yeah. And and on top of that, because um, on paper they qualified for some yep. benefit up the this year up to two thousand dollars. Yep. Last year it was twelve hundred. Um, I had suggested some of these people, if they think about it a little bit, 
and they're as well off now as they they were before. Mm-hmm. Some even want, more so. Yeah, they I might mean, want to consider at least taking some of that mm-hmm. check and make a donation to the uh, Tri City. They may take, make a, a donation to Mystic Valley, mm-hmm. um, uh, service, to Bread yeah. of Life, mm-hmm. to uh, YMCA, mm-hmm. and, and there's other groups out there who uh, help the needy people. And there are certainly a lot more in this last year or so than there was even before. And, uh, and there's always people that uh, life has been hard on them. But, yep. you know, to, to give a little bit of what you got to, uh, more than you had and needed and expected, Yeah, that might do two things. It, it would uh, help somebody and really, really would be in, uh, in a situation where every bit is appreciated. Yeah, and, and you know, if you haven't filed your taxes for 2020, you're allowed up to $300 as a write-off for charitable contributions. So here's an opportunity, you know, that to take advantage of that. Because May 17th now, right, is our new tax filing deadline for 2021. See, now you told me that, right? Mm-hmm. And I would qualify. And I forgot to mention that to my tax man. <laughs> and he didn't mention it to he me. Didn't? No, I just thought <laughs> it, yeah. Is it too late? Well, you'd have to file amended return. Yeah, which yeah, sometimes. Yeah, which charge me more than my, my <laughs> tax credit. Exactly. But anyway. But uh, actually, and even UMA, MATV is a nonprofit. They could take some of those charitable donations as well. Well, that's a good question. Well, uh, um, uh, among others, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lots. Are you, you're not a 501c3, are you? The chamber is not. No. We are a nonprofit, but we are not a 501c3. We don't, we don't fall under that category. Right, right. Yeah. Well, anyway, now I've already found out that I'm out money that I, if I, if I <laughs> oh, have this show. I totally distracted <laughs> you from that, I know. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. that doesn't really matter. When you do a good deed, if, if it oh, is a yeah. good deed, the deed itself is more important than the yeah. reward. But anyway, again, for those people that are listening to the show and will hear it, see that this Saturday or Sunday, that uh, – if you got a stimulus check and you look at your bank balance and you say, "Gee, I got more money now than I had last year," yep. you say, "Well, maybe I'll I'll send a little of that to one of those local yeah. organizations that are helping people who are certainly less well off than." Or I another am. thing you could do is is maybe if you go out to eat this weekend, you tip a little bit, a little bit more than you normally would have, right? Even if is, the service is lousy, Ed, there's no lousy service <laughs> in Malden. We have great, great. Waiters and waitresses. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, you have to you know, it's it. just a nice way to really immediately have an impact on someone's pocketbook. And people have done that. Oh, yeah. Well, well because, and legitimately, yeah. when you think about it, yeah. restaurants have, have been forced to reduce their uh, seating capacity to 15 or so, 20 or 25%. Right. So that means either you, people that work there make less money or they're not working as many shifts. Yep, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it's just another way to have an immediate impact yeah. on somebody's life. Yeah. Well, I think maybe what we're going to do, we're, we're going to have to the Good Guy of the Year award for <laughs> some of these. What else do you want to talk about? Well, I want to make sure that we hit everything that we, um, I know that we mentioned. I really want to, for those listeners, just pay attention to that summer series that we're planning for this coming summer. I think it's going to be a fantastic way to get out, rediscover Marlin Center. Um, there's going to be a site on the uh, City of Malden website that's going to talk about the Malden Summer Series. Uh, just, I just think it's really going to be a cool outdoor event and ways to reconnect people with the city, reconnect families. Um, so I just really want to highlight that for yeah. sure before we close out. Yeah. Also, you have a website. The Chamber? Yeah. Yes. 
And why don't you mention it because you may have people who will hear the show. Yeah. For a lot of different reasons, might want to make Check some it out. contact. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we welcome anybody to. Yeah. There's lots of resources on there. The other thing is we're going to be. Uh, we have a chamber showcase or a TV show, just like you do, Ed. That we were on hiatus for a while, but we're bringing that back on, and our focus is really going to be. We actually have the next uh, four episodes already set up and keyed. And it's really about um, bringing through, back malls this, and businesses. This is through UMA? Yep. Oh, okay. Yep, the Chamber Showcase. Yeah, that's going to yeah. start up. But our website is www.maldenchamber.org. So pretty easy. And one more time. In and it's interesting. There's a Malden Chamber in Malden, Missouri. So sometimes they'll come up in fr- instead of us. So we've had some fun banter with them. Oh, you really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've recently had experience with Malden, Washington. Yeah, we, yeah. Malden Chamber of Commerce donated to that event yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was really a great thing that yeah. the fire department did. So did the Malden Lions. Malden Lions, yep. Yeah, we were big, very active yep, with that. which is great. Yeah. Now, why don't we pe- repeat it one more time for the people who may be needing to get a pen or a pencil to write it down? www dot maldenchamber.org and then if they don't have a computer what is your phone number that's a great question i looked on your card but this was your business that's my business card yeah we do have and we have we have not changed our uh, chamber phone number to this day i don't know what it is well where was it located we're virtual the office is virtual now so oh, you're no longer down 6 Pleasant Street? Nope. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We decided, really, for a couple of reasons, COVID was an opportunity to revisit. We, I think this was a great decision. Revisit, one, people aren't going to come to us, right? I mean, even less so now. No parking. Well, <laughs> and with COVID. I mean, people weren't going out. And we, we our lease was coming up, and so – we could save a lot of money by not having an office. And the other thing is, really and truly, when we are back seeing people again, we go to businesses. They don't necessarily come to us. We reach out. We go to their site. We want to see where they're located. We want to go visit them. We're not asking them to come to us. So it just made sense that we were like, let's not renew our lease. So we're all virtual. It's all online. We still have our phone number, so we you know, still check. We still have our post office box. We have all that, but everything is virtual. Um, when you were in Maplewood Square did, before you moved to the Darlin building at 6 Pleasant yeah, Street. Yeah, good memory, Ed. Uh, did you get much foot traffic no. there? No. That's the thing. I love the Maplewood office space. It was great space. I thought so. Yeah, great space. I mean, right on the right on the walkway, the pedestrian. We would get some foot traffic, but again, it wasn't um, – Really, people looking about. It was more people like asking us, almost like a tourist chamber of commerce, like the Cape Cod, you know. Team, you know, do you have a map of the city and that kind of? Thing? And that's really not our focus. We're not a tourist town. Yeah. Um, we'd have a couple current members who'd come in and would want to pay their dues, which was great, um, or talk to the executive director. But it really was infrequent. So. Um, that's when we moved to Six Pleasant because it was uh, obviously a, it was a little cheaper rent. The need to having a storefront office space really wasn't there, so we went there. 
And then, then COVID hit like maybe six months, or I guess almost a year later. Yeah. And t- and um, it's the wave of the future in a lot of ways. And a lot of the things that went on yep. won't change in the future. And thank you, Donna, for coming by. Thank you, to, Ed, uh, for having me. I to those people that uh, are out there in the public and yep. will be doing the show Saturday and Sunday. Thanks again. Thanks, Ed.